listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Andy Mitchell. She is a New York Times bestselling author and the founder of the popular food and healthy lifestyle blog, andymitchell.com. Her critically acclaimed memoir, It Was Me All Along, shares her heartbreaking and inspiring journey to lose 135 pounds and find balance with food. The book received praise from Giada De Laurentiis and the Biggest Loser host, Allison Sweeney, and was chosen as Amazon's top 100 best books of 2015. Holy cow, Andy. Um, And was picked as People Magazine's Book of the Week in January of 2015 and was a finalist in the 2015 Goodreads Choice Awards. Her recently released best-selling cookbook, Eating in the Middle, a mostly wholesome cookbook, which I love that title, was selected as O Magazine's Cookbook of the Month in April 2016, woohoo, and was featured in Red Book, Shape, Self, and Entertainment Weekly. And I'm going to add a little bit more on the show notes about Andy, but I'm going to stop there because she's just so awesome. So Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So just a little backstory for listeners. I met Andy here in Portland at the Indulge Con um, conference here, and it's for food bloggers. And she sat next to me at dinner, and she'd just gotten off a flight, and she kind of flew in the restaurant and sat down and started talking. And I had no idea who Andy was, but I just, I thought this girl is the real deal. Like what you see is what you get. Like I'm not trying to figure her out. She's just great. I just so enjoyed sitting next to her. And then as we were talking and it unfolded, I learned more about her blog and she gave the keynote at Indulge, um, the opening keynote. And I was just so impressed by Andy's authenticity and realness and the things that she shared that I wanted to bring her on just so that my listeners could have a, a tiny piece of that. So you could be encouraged by being authentic and that you can see results with being authentic and that it can pay off. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Andy, welcome. Thank you. And tell me a little bit more about you that I didn't cover because that was a lot. Well, so first of all, thank you so much for, oh, that is so kind of you to say. And I, I think that you even saying that what you see is what you get, it, that's a huge compliment to me. Um, so I really appreciate you and I loved meeting you. So thank you. Um, I am, I started my blog, andymitchell.com, which was called Can You Stay for Dinner um, and canyoustayfordinner.com for many years. And I changed it last fall to Andy Mitchell. Um, I started it six years ago and um, just to, to share healthy recipes and kind of thoughts about wellness and weight loss, because I, you know, as you had mentioned in reading my bio, I guess I did lose 135 pounds now 10 years ago and uh, kind of just the old fashioned way through changing my life and through exercise and really honestly just eating truly healthy for the first time in my life. I had been overweight since birth. Like, I mean, well, from my earliest memories anyway. And so I had struggled with weight for 20 years. And by the time I was 20, I was almost 300 pounds. And I knew it was really time to turn my life around. So I did. And 
it was, you know, obviously like a really big challenge, I think, changing your life in such a dramatic way. So I wrote, started writing my blog because I had learned to cook in this brand new way where I was kind of figuring out like, how do I merge like loving food and wanting to eat good food with like a way of doing it kind of in more reasonable portions and like lightening recipes and things like that. So I shared the lighter recipes and then I wrote about like what I really thought weight loss was actually like, which was not the shiny, glowy kind of cover story of like a magazine where it was just like, this is what I eat now. This is my exercise routine. I wrote about maybe the more emotional side and the more like uh, kind of sometimes grieving weight loss. Um, And so I think readers, um, even if they were just dealing with 10 pounds of weight loss, sometimes can relate to that, like how it's a real emotional journey, no matter what your relationship to food is. So I I really developed kind of um, a readership that was loyal and kind of appreciative of me being so open and honest with them very early on. And so in the past six years, I've just loved that balance of talking about food, but also talking about kind of like the, the, the more like, I guess, deep parts about our, what, what food means to each of us. So that's kind of what I do on my blog. And I like that. I like that way of kind of balancing the two. Yeah. And it speaks to your personality too, having met you in person that you do, you want to connect on a deeper level. It's not just the surfacey, you know, Hey, how are you? You know, there was definitely this idea that you're, you're ready to to talk about it. Like, yeah. let's go deep. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get into yeah. it and not mess around. And I love that because it's, it's this mix of not just, um, like this kind of Eeyore or woe is me, but it's like, there's joy in it too. Yeah. And I love that. Cause you can, you've probably been able to really connect with your readers as a result of that. They've been, they have fallen in love with you, with your writing and your recipes and your journey. I think, um, but well, I think the one thing is like, I, there's a mixture of like, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to make it, um, it, I don't write about things necessarily to say like, Oh, this is how sad some things are. It's more just like, I have, I think I've been every weight I've been through a, a really like a lot of different of the, maybe the struggles and the good points of weight loss or success or, you know, the pitfalls. And I think I'm just crazy enough or like have like just a lack of like, um, like, I don't know, like I'm willing to like humiliate myself or mortify myself online that I will share a lot of stuff. So I have the perspective of all of those. So I feel like a lot, and I just, from talking to so many people, because I like talking to people and asking them what their story is, I know that so many people go through the same things that I feel like, let's just open up and get real with it. Like even the people you think that have it all together, I mean, they certainly don't, you know? So uh, I li- I just I like that sharing aspect and talking about it. So I think things are more universal than we might think. You know, we always think we're the only ones going through this or that or the other thing. So I think pulling back the curtain a little bit is really fun to me because you see like everyone's like, oh my god, I thought I was the only one that felt like I you know was secretly eating Klondike bars at night. You know, or they like whatever right. it is. Um, so that's right. a really fun part of what I get to do. Right. And one thing I think that's interesting is you said you started blogging six years ago. And in that six years, we've seen such a huge um, transition of blogging and social media and using these tools for business and getting more traffic and all of that. How has that impacted 
you and, you know, kind of, you know, as you talked about a little bit in your opening keynote there, how has that helped you? Um, I don't even know how to frame it exactly, but I guess being authentic, you know, maybe talk a little bit about your keynote and how you encouraged everyone in the room to stay their course, I guess, despite what business advice everybody's kind of getting. Yeah, I think it's like, it's, you know, it's really hard because the bigger you get in blogging, the more it's, you know, you kind of bend to um, trends and and like what's hot now and you start to think about like what kind of earns money what's successful what's hot on pinterest that's what kind of you start to think about what's outside of you you start to write for other people you start you know what i mean like you're you become Mm -hmm. clouded with um what is success outside of the, the world you know what's what's hot now and then you also you start working with brands and um i think you there's a way in which you kind of can become uh, swayed by building, like almost building a website versus building an audience, which is, I think, what you started out doing or building kind of your voice or building um, a blog. And there's a real distinct difference. And I think your audience always knows um, when you're kind of just like kind of selling them or you're being kind of like safe with your opinions because you Uh, want to create, um, you want to, or you, you're pinning things that, you know, like, because chicken recipes are always important, like, or always like great on Pinterest or like I was saying, I think in my speech, like every recipe that you create is your favorite recipe and, um, Mm -hmm. you have no real opinions because you want everything to be popular and you want, Um, you know, I just think you lose, you lose, um, you, you lose a personality because everything is wonderful. So you don't have any opinions anymore. You don't have like any authentic voice anymore. Um, and, and it's just like, you become like a a brand, which is, I understand what you do in business, but it's like really hard to become a big thing and still have kind of a character with you, you know? And that's, that's really challenging. Um, and I, I really understand it and I don't really fault anyone for it, but I think your audience came, like, it's, what did your audience come for in the beginning? And that's, it's, you have to be mindful of that. That's the problem. And I always think you can kind of sum it up by like asking yourself, like, would you read your blog? And mm. like, if you, if you wouldn't, that's just kind of, that's a hard, you know, that's a hard question to answer sometimes. And, you know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't read every post because I don't know, like sometimes I wouldn't read my own writing just because I would skeeve myself out because it's mine, but you know, like the kind of thing, but that's a, that's a really good, like kind of litmus test of how you're doing. I think that's a really good reminder too, especially for those, um, as you use Pinterest in specific, is sometimes, like you said, we get co- so caught up in we're going to pin as many chicken recipes as possible just because chicken is hot on Pinterest. Let's go for it. But you're forgetting that piece of um, even being authentic over there. How do I pin what I love? And maybe that's a good question for you is, did you, how have you used Pinterest uh, for business or has it always just been kind of something that's just an extension of you personally? Like you haven't really bought into the business, you know, let's try to maximize page views, go for it. How ha- has your relationship with Pinterest been as it relates to Andy Mitchell.com and, and you personally? I don't, you know, I, I've gone 
back and forth and really only um, sort of recently, like in the past year and like maybe, a, maybe like the past year, really, I started using Pinterest probably four years ago. And I, even then it was like very much like I only used it for like things I liked. But then in the past year, I was like, you know, like it, it kind of just grew naturally, like for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I amassed followers just from finding me on my blog. And then in the past year, I've started to kind of follow the advice of other bloggers where, you, you know, making boards that are very specific, like, you know, healthy breakfast mm-hmm. recipes that would kind of be on brand with me. Um, but it feels like it's, um, I, I try to pin things that I genuinely like and that I would, that I would really want to make and that aren't, I don't know that I, I try to, I, I, sometimes I try to have a strategy, but it just doesn't really feel like I, I can't keep it up because it's right. not natural for me to have consistency like that. And that's mm-hmm. more like maybe I think honestly, to be completely honest, it's more like a flaw of mine that I can't really keep a consistent schedule with it than mm. because I like have a beef with people who have like strategy. It's not like, right, it's, more right, just right. That. it's not, it's not me uh, mm-hmm. to, to do anything with kind of like that kind of measured strategy. But I mm-hmm. think, I think the takeaway there is like, I, I think there's two lessons. I think sometimes when I go to conferences and I hear that like, people are so hellbent on strategy. I think a reminder is you can still be, I mean, you can still be very successful and not have a strategy. You know what I yes. mean? Like, and just pin totally like, like mm-hmm. I've been, um, kind of like intuitive, I would say with like how I do things. And like, I don't have, I really don't have a strategy with how I, pin or how I use Facebook or how I, um, Instagram, I don't have like a policy for any of them, but, um, I do think that my audience kind of still kind of keeps with me because it's just like what they want. I think what your audience wants at the end of the day is like, we're coming to you because we've decided what do you like? Like, even if, if we're mm-hmm. looking at like, I know that I generally, generally pin healthy recipes and maybe inspiration for health or weight loss or wellness. Right. But mm-hmm. even if they, if they decide, if they bought into liking me, then they want to see even what I might like in home interior design. So right. they don't want to see what I think is hot on home interior design or like what I think design sponge has decided is hot on home interior. They want to know mm-hmm. what is your style? Do you yeah. like a white interior or do you like a gray kitchen? Do you like dark wood? Like, or for healthy breakfast, do you think that you like smoothie bowls most of the time? And if you have a lot of them, then I'll get a sense that that's what you think is a good healthy breakfast. Like mm-hmm. that's what I, and I know that because that's what I want in other people. Like that's yes. how you should really, that should be your governing body. Like what are, what is your, like, what do you look for in other people? And that's kind of, it's just, it's almost as simple as that kind of, and mm-hmm. of course, strategy definitely helps. So I'm not, I really am not like the end all be all. It would, I would probably be far, far better off if I had any strategy, but I'm more, I'm saying like, I've made mostly intuitive choices. And I think that my audience, um, has stuck with me. Let's say that I have yeah. a very, um, very kind, very loyal and very loving audience who, um, 
is not dependent on Pinterest, let's say. If Pinterest changes their algorithm, my audience is still very much there for me and like uh, would not, I wouldn't have to worry about Facebook changing or Pinterest changing. I, mm-hmm. my numbers stay the same because I've built right. an audience that is like lasting and it's, that's a really good feeling. Right. And I love that, especially you said two things, like you go with intuition based on what you know about your audience. Like you understand them, you can characterize them. And I think that's so important because we even talked about that. I think at dinner as someone else was talking about Facebook too, like I don't really have a strategy, but I kind of go with intuition. I go with where I think they're moving. Right. And I think that is an element that so many people have kind of lost, you know, and, and there are, I have to say, there are people out there who just get straight Google traffic. Sure. And if you get straight Google traffic, that's going to be really hard for you to do. And so what we're talking about here today might not necessarily apply to that. But I think if you are a new person, even starting out in blogging, this is really important information to hear, especially if you are trying to create community, right? Because the important part is to continue to be authentic and it's essentially algorithm proof. Right. You're not, you're not kind of blown in the wind, if you will. You're just, you know, walking with people. And I, I love that too, because I look for that. Right. I look on Instagram and I follow my favorite people because I want to see what they like. I'm really curious, you know, especially when you brought up the wider white kitchen right? or gray yeah. kitchen. I, what, what's your kitchen look like? I'm so curious. Yeah. I really want to know. And how, I think one of the the biggest questions maybe or that you encouragement maybe you can give to a new person starting Mm -hmm. out who maybe they only have a hundred people who are following them. What would you tell them in the early days to keep focused on? I would say like a hundred solid people is worth 10,000 just like come and go people. It really is like that is just so valuable. If you have a hundred people that care it is worth 10x that. It really, because I realize like those people matter. Like just building, just work on strengthening those relationships and try to let those people know that they matter to you. I think that that's like one of the things I said in my speech was like, um, and Joy the Baker does this really well. Um, try to let your readership know that they are your tribe that you write for them with them in mind, that you create content because you know that they're there, like that they're not just, that you're not just putting out content for the sake of, it would be there whether they're there or not. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, you are a person like you and you know that they're coming there, that there's Mm -hmm. a, there's a relationship. I think that that has to exist or else there's no reason for them to feel connected to you. And the more connection you can foster. And look, I think when I say this, people might, uh, I hope that people aren't dismissing it as like, because I write such personal things, it really has nothing to do with the level of personal things that you Mm -hmm. write. Like Joy the Baker does not get in, she's not getting into like, you know, kind of mushy, gushy stuff. Like maybe I do. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. It's just let them know how much you care in like big ways, small ways, because that connection is the reason someone really feels loyal to you or trusts you um, when you recommend a brand. So if you want to develop brand relationships later on, like brands see that and that engagement is going to be fostered or like that's sort of, that is just, that's your everything. That's your integrity. That's I think that 
a hundred people, if you can kind of create a real relationship with them is something you should really be proud of. So I really wouldn't say that that's nothing. And I would say, just keep, keep building and then try to turn 100 into 200 and Mm -hmm. 200 into three real hundred, um, and keep going. Cause I mean, the thing is, that's where we all started. Um, and it's been six years, but you know, something can happen that can turn that into like, you know, a triple number. Um, and I think all of us had that luck of maybe, you know, someone shared our content in some Mm. form or something. So, uh, it's a really exciting place, actually, when you're starting out. Um, don't right. wish, don't, I think I wouldn't wish to be three years in for that person either, because it's kind mm-hmm. of fun to be able to know now, like to know then what you know now kind of thing, that they can start right. out and just like really build it from the ground up again. And one of the things that you shared too in your keynote that I thought was interesting is, it, I, I might not get the comment right, but it was something along the lines of, do people know what to get you on your birthday? Right. Like, are you sharing these pieces of yourself that they know? I know she likes this. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I would I would buy that for her on her birthday, but I wouldn't buy this. Right. You know, it's, she doesn't like and that. And that's something that like Jess Merchant of How Sweet It Is does so well. And she just, there's a consistency in your voice and there's like a, there's a, a trust that we know like Jess Merchant she loves neon. She loves coconut. She loves hot pink. She loves, you know, we would be able to go out and buy her something that she would like because she is always like showing up with her opinions. And like to the point where she shares herself and doesn't really mind if like we don't not, she's not in your face, but she doesn't, uh, doesn't mind if we don't feel the same because that's what giving your opinion about something is like, if you don't always share chicken recipes, like, and you share, you know, something else. Cause like, you hate chicken. Yeah, that's okay. And that's <laughs> yes. kind of better. Like that, which just speaks to kind of being you is better than kind of being, you know, like a, a really generic version of everyone else, you know, like there's like different right. is better than best, you know, like it's just mm-hmm. kind of, that's so important to kind of always have that consistency and that uniqueness of just you. And I knew that, I think when I, the more I shared really um, kind of personal, very uniquely me things, and I noticed like my comments were like more, they were doubled or um, people would email me more or they were, you know, posts were shared more. I mean, I was, it was very clear right away that like audience, like my audience was responding to things where I was showing up more as the only person that could be me. Whereas if I was just sharing something that like, you know, a few other bloggers could be sharing this exact same thing. Um, it was just, I was aware that even if I was writing a recipe, let's say not even just sharing like a story, if I was writing a recipe, there's a way to write about a food that's telling something uh, about the food or the story that's like very uniquely just you where you're opening up or something like that, like opening up like your preferences and something like that. Um, And that's, I just think you have to kind of do that in every post. Right. Instead of just leaving it dry. Right. Yes, I agree. So um, we're kind of coming to the end of our time, but one thing I'd like to know is what, what is pin, you know, you said you don't have a Pinterest strategy, which is totally fine. And that's great because your, your strategy is you, your strategy is your pinning for your audience. So you do have a strategy, right? but what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Do you like just pin from your phone or yeah. you, well, you know, at the end of the day, I try to go through and like, pin, I just kind of go, 
it's usually like at the end of the day, like at night, I'll go through and just pin a bunch of stuff. Like <laughs> it's not really, yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know. I think I do use, um, I do try not to pin everything at once. So I'll like, uh, I will do like some sort of, if I like a bunch of things, I'll try to like um, schedule them out on like viral oh, tag okay. or things like that. But I won't, okay. um, I'll, I'll just pin, you know, based on what I see, what I like and things like that. And I think I keep a mind to what kinds of things I like and what I think my audience would like, meaning um, I wouldn't, I try not to post as much as I like, like a good decadent chocolate cake. I don't think it's going to be too helpful if I'm posting a ton of those. Do you know what I mean? Like as much as it's gorgeous and it looks amazing. I just don't think it would be altogether helpful. Like if I was always doing that just temptation wise. So I'm mindful of that and like aware of what I think would best like serve, motivate, inspire my audience. And then also what I genuinely like. So it's usually at the end of the day, um, I'll usually go through and then use like viral tag and, I think it was because I started and I, I already paid for the whole year. But then you're like, I, I better use I know, it. I got to use it. Yeah, but that's so, awesome. um, but yeah, so I'll do that. And yeah, it's usually something, yeah. Like right before I go to bed, I'll do that. Yeah. But it makes it easy. It's not yeah. like you're stressing out about it. You're just hopping on and seeing what's out there. Right. What can I share? What can I bring in front of my readers or audience? Right. But I'm so like, I really do admire people who have like a real commitment to like, I don't know, like some people are so good. Like you obviously, I mean, you're obviously a master pinner, so I can't even speak to this. Like I just, I really need to just take an entire course with you or just pay you monthly to handle everything because I just, I need, I need to like get, I need to get a handle on everything. But, um, so I think I could use, I really, I say all this, like not with an air of like, and I'm just an intuitive pinner who's great about it. Like I really, I think I would, I would like to be better at Pinterest. I just, I, I think I just don't, I'm just not, but I, um, I'd like to get better at it because I'd also like to find better things. And I think taking more time on Pinterest to find better things or find things that other people haven't already found like a million years ago. (laughs) wouldn't it be so awesome I know I think that is one of the biggest things is sometimes sometimes in our Pinterest strategies or developing them we become so quick and what I love about the reminder that you're giving today is to let's slow down like slow this crazy train down and trying to pin a massive amount of pins per day and just try to figure out find that you know flow of where you're going. Right. It doesn't, it's not about a number. It's about the quality. And you know, if you pin 10 pins a day or 20 or 30 or two, right. The important part is that whatever you're choosing is not just a, I'm going to pull out of thin air and slap it in there, but I have real intention with, like you said about the chocolate cake, I'm not going to grab 15 chocolate cake recipes because they look fantastic. It's not serving my readers in the best way possible as I'm trying to teach them about eating wholesome food. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I mean, I think it's like just with everything you do, I think one of the things I'm really trying to do, like, I guess as I get older and especially in like the past year is just to be more intentional. So everything I guess that I choose is more intentional Mm -hmm. and it can sense, I think if you ever want to change directions in your blog, like when I changed from Can You Stay for Dinner to Andy Mitchell, 
I was nervous, you know, because it was a rebranding to me and I, um, and it was, but it was also a way for me to know the way that I pin the, my style on Instagram, wherever you are with your social, your social media is a really good way to kind of not rebrand necessarily, but to move directions or to change your style slowly to test things with your audience. Like, do they repin this? Do they mm -hmm. kind of respond to me sharing things about fashion? Do they like my home things? Do they like inspiration? You know, I think that's the other thing. You can kind of, your audience lets you know. Um, right. And that's, a, that's a really nice way of doing it. And like, you know, so long as you're doing it in a, a way that you're happy with too. That's, you know, you have to be happy with what you're, you're putting out there. But um, that's a nice thing too. You can kind of tell if you can... If how, what parts of yourself you want to share on your blog, and that's you know, your audience will tell you, right? Well, I think this has been so fantastic, and actually, the title of the the podcast should be "How to Be Intentional on Pinterest," not even necessarily authentic, but because I think authentic falls in line when you're being a you know intentional. Yeah. So. I just appreciate all of those tips, Andy, and the time that you took. And I know that so many people listening are going to want to see how you are engaging with your audience. So where can they go to find you? you. So um, they can go to andymitchell.com. Um, and then I'm just Andy M. Mitchell on Instagram and um, Twitter and then Facebook. I'm the same. And then just Pinterest, uh, Pinterest I'm Andy Mitchell. So Okay. And do you have a book? I do. You know, I that have. is so awesome right now. So talk a little bit about so that. So I have, um, my cookbook just came out in uh, the end, very end of March. And it is Eating in the Middle, a mostly wholesome cookbook. And you can order it online um, at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. And it's available in bookstores nationwide. And uh, I also have a memoir that came out in the beginning of 2015, which is called It Was Me All Along. And I love those two books and um, I would love for anybody to check them out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I fully agree with that. Go pick up Andy's books. I think they're great. And read her blog, get to know her and you will get to know her. You'll figure out what to buy her for her book <laughs> through this because she's very transparent and I love it. So thanks again, Andy. I totally appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kate. I could talk to Andy for hours. She is just pure delight. I hope that you took away some great pieces about being intentional with your audience. Regardless of how many followers you have or page views you get, add in pieces of yourself so that people know what to get you on your birthday. Because wouldn't that be awesome? You can find all the information about Andy, the things we talked about today in the show notes at simplepinmedia.com slash eight. And as always, I would love for you to subscribe, leave a review, download whatever great things you want to do in iTunes so that they know the Simple Pin Podcast is the place to listen. Listen.